on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. This is wine. There's no whiskey. It's uh, wine. Uh, yeah. So looking forward to these uh, liquid fruit roll-ups. Here's the wines we're going to be discussing today. So we have from Nielsen. We have the Nielsen Santa Barbara County uh, Chardonnay 2019. We have the Nielsen Santa Barbara County Pinot Noir 2018. Uh, we have from Girard the Petit Syrah 2018 Napa Valley. The Girard Old Vine Zinfandel, Napa Valley, 2018. The Girard Cabernet Sauvignon, Napa Valley, 2018. And the Girard Artistry, Napa Valley, 2019. And from Dow, we have the Dow Solvalion Paso Robles Cabernet Sauvignon, 2018. Wow. It's quite a lineup. Yeah, it's a good day, isn't it? It is a good day. (laughs) It's a good day's work. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sipping time. Yes, it's sipping time again. Hello and welcome to this sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. What, no argument? I doubt it. No witty banter? I mean, I doubt it today. It's just like, you know, I'm not bringing it. I don't know. Those reruns of Hee Haw are really close. Nothing's better than Hee Haw. I mean, come on. And Elvis's girlfriend on that show. It was a pretty good show. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, this is Made Man Bob. And joining me today are good old boy Harmeet. Yep. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I'm in a mood, man. I, I, I'm in a mood. <laughs> yeah, I can see the guy that's an hour and a half late's in a mood. Made Man Maury. Good morning, Bob. Excited to be here. And good old boy Justin. Good morning. Looking forward to these uh, liquid fruit roll-ups. This is wine. This is no whiskey. It's uh, wine. Uh. Yeah. So just remember that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, and pretty much anything else you can drink uh, other than beer. Um, and here's the wines we're going to be discussing today. So we have from Nielsen. We have the Nielsen Santa Barbara County uh, Chardonnay 2019. We have the Nielsen Santa Barbara County Pinot Noir, 2018. Uh, we have from Girard, the Petit Syrah, 2018, Napa Valley. The Girard Old Vine uh, Zinfandel, Napa Valley, 2018. The Girard Cabernet Sauvignon, Napa Valley, 2018. And the Girard Artistry, Napa Valley, 2019. And from Dow, we have the Dow Solvalion Paso Robles Cabernet Sauvignon, 2018. Wow. It's quite a lineup. Yeah, it's a good day, isn't it? It is a good day. (laughs) It's a good day's work. So, as always, we're going to go to Justin and ask him to give us our SIPs ratings. Okay. 
Like today? Yes. Yeah. That would be no, good. next week. Yeah. Give him time. He's One warming sip. up. Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth, man. You didn't figure out where you were going with that until you started, did you? No, he had no idea. Like halfway through the sentence. Mm-hmm. Two sips. Nice, but what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? It's not quite Spicoli enough for me, sorry. Three sips. Mm, interesting. What was this again? Interesting. <laughs> no. Four sips. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. That's classified. That sounded like John Crawford on crack. Five sips. Oh my, I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh my goodness. Yes. That was that was Booberry. Yes. Yes. You remember the Booberry guy? That was Booberry. I'm pretty sure that was Booberry. Have you got to count Chocula in there too? <laughs> like, awesome. We don't have a number six, otherwise we <sighs> would. All right, so let's move on. We're going to go to our first wine, and we're going to have Justin, in a normal voice, actually tell us a little bit about that one. Well, that's stretching it, but okay. Nielsen Wines pays homage to its namesake, Uriel J. Nielsen, who in 1964 planted the first commercial vineyard in Santa Barbara County, a region previously considered too cold to grow grapes. Over 50 years later, his vision is confirmed by the over 100 wineries and thousands of acres of vineyards in Santa Barbara. Nielsen is helmed by winemaker Anna Clifford, a California native and UC Davis graduate. She has worked for wineries in Napa Valley and Sonoma, including Behringer, William Hill, and Geyser Peak, as well as wineries in the central Otago in New Zealand, or Otago. First coming to Nielsen in 2018, she was made winemaker in 2020. Today we're going to talk about the Nielsen Santa Barbara Chardonnay 2019. It's 100% Chardonnay. It's 14% alcohol by volume, aged for eight months in French oak barrels, stainless steel, and concrete egg. Oh my. The grapes for this wine come from two different regions in Santa Barbara. The Santa Maria Valley is one of California's coolest AVAs, which results in one of the longest growing seasons in the world. The other region is the St. Rita Hills AVA with its steep vineyard slopes. It's Santa Rita. Yeah. Santa Rita. Thank you. Not Santa Rita. That's, that's, <laughs> no, kind no, of that's Miami. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's Haiti. Yeah, right. It's steep vineyard slopes and distinct saline minerality. The color is light on the nose. I got citrus flower, clean sheets, a slight note of... How would you know what clean sheets smell like? Yeah, it, it's never happened. When I bought them, they were clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Envelope glue and over time... You get more and more wood notes on the nose. Okay, that's just weird. Yeah, envelope glue. Okay. Well, hold I got to I got to go back and smell this one. Hold on. I'm it's looking for it's it. light envelope glue. I want to buy these envelopes. <laughs> I got some for you. Yeah, cuz mine don't smell like that. And on the palate, I got light honey, um, heavier citrus notes and a little bit of salinity 
on the finish. It was light and pretty long for a, a white wine, salty and slightly citric on the side palate. It was a really pleasant finish. What did you think, Maury? I think you nailed it on the description. Uh, I think it's a delightful wine. It's beautiful. It's got a light amount of oak on it. It's definitely not an unoaked Chardonnay, but it's definitely uh, a much more uh, judicious use of oak. And uh, I think that gives it a little bit more balance. You definitely get the minerality and the salinity from the concrete egg. Um, you know, I would be hard pressed to say that this tasted like a stainless steel fermented chard. I thought it was really nice. It was pleasant. It was well balanced. It had just enough oak to make it interesting. It wasn't over oaked. Uh, I didn't detect any malolactic uh, fermentation. Uh, I agreed with you. The, the the finish was nice. It was medium length. Had a little acidity, a little salinity. I, I just thought it was a beautifully well made wine, um, and I liked it a lot. Harm. I um. I like this wine. It's it, and I think you you hit the, all the right notes. The citrus flowers. I get at first when it was when it was colder. I was getting lime peel. As it warms up now, I'm getting t touches of pineapple and there's a hint of butteriness there. It's it. I'm sure there is mallow here, but not much. It could be no. time on leaves. It could yeah. be time on leaves. The concrete egg is is always going to change the texture of the wine as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's as it, it sits on the palate, it comes in um, really nice mouthfeel. Uh, and the salinity is a good pickup on that. Um, and the finish is fairly long, medium long, lingering salinity, a little bit of butteriness on there. But I only pick it up when it's warm. When it was cold, I just I did not get any. I don't, yeah, I this, this definitely needed a warm up touch. You're right about the pineapple. I really got more pineapple on the nose than on the palate, but it had definitely a little burst of. Oh, it's definitely tropical fruit. I like yeah. that tropical style, style of Chardonnay. And now I'm pouring it from the uh, again from the bottle. And uh, yeah, the pineapple's going, and, but it's it's warmer now. And mm, mm. I like this a lot. I like. I want to increase my score on this one. Yeah. I, I just think we served it too. We we had it too chilled earlier. Mm. Well, and that that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, most you, people serve things too cold anyway. Yeah, I that's mean, a but moving you, target. But you know? you've also yeah. got to find that spot because every wine's different. You know, some drink a little better, you know, a little better, slightly cooler. Some, you know, some. This is what I find. Really I think like better it. made wines, especially whites, drink better when they're a little bit warmer. I always yeah. taste when I'm tasting wines to, for the store for white wines. I like to taste them at, you know, what my te temperature, my customers will have them like out of the fridge. They're way too cold. And usually the, the, the nose is going to be muted, which I found this was not one. wasn't really muted when I first got here because I, I got here late, as, as Bob pointed out. Um but as it warms, I like I always, but I always taste them again closer to room temp, because what you taste at room temperature yep. in a white wine, you'll find all the flaws. Yeah, I'm not finding any flaws in this. Yep. This yeah. is well, I I generally prefer Chardonnay warmer anyway. You know, I I don't like it icy cold. Uh, there's right. not well, a lot of wines I like. You're not the target market. Cold. You're not a cougar. Yeah, that's true too. This is. <laughs> Oh, I'm not a cougar. This, oh. oh, this is definitely not cougar juice. That, uh, that's I, oh. I, I, I'm, I'm well, unhappy. Well, the fat man made a funny. Mm -hmm. Good for you. Mm -hmm. I thought it was lovely. I mean, I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised. It 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 came out of the bottle better than I expected. It it's it it didn't do what a lot of Chardonnays do. It didn't over oak. It didn't over butter. It didn't over everything that most shards do you know it just had enough and i don't smell and a hint of sulfur which yeah. is per perfect yeah. yeah it's got it's got a great mouthfeel to it 
Mm. You definitely pick up that little mineral note, the little salinity on it. Um, the nose is really, really beautiful once it warms up a little bit. Um, overall, I think it's you know an extremely pleasant wine. I, th- I think they did a really good job on this one. So we're going to be giving the uh, Nielsen Santa Barbara County Chardonnay. I want to go higher, but you keep you keep giving That's up classy four thing. sips. Oh, we did go higher. I won. I won. Yep. All right, so let's move on to the next one, and we're going to have Harm tell us about that one. Thanks, Bob. The Nielsen Santa Barbara County Chard. Oh no, I'm looking at the wrong thing. <laughs> Next one. I've been drinking wine. The, the next one. The Nielsen Santa Barbara County Pinot Noir 2018, 100% Pinot Noir, 13.9% ABV, aged 12 months in French oak barrels. I'm not sure how many, how, what the percentage of new and used oaky is this. It's not all that oaky. Um, the grapes from this wine come from three major Pinot Noir growing regions within Santa Barbara each contributing a unique unique character through the resulting wine. The Santa Maria Valley is one of the coolest California AVAs, slightly warmer than Los Alamos, and the area of the San, oh, Los Alamos and the uh, area of the Santa Rita Hills AVA. And we'll be back. Hey, and we're back and we just finished reviewing from Nielsen their Santa Barbara County Chardonnay and Harm's telling us about their Pinot Noir, so let us know what you think. Well, I love the fact that it's 100% Pinot Noir because the dirty little secret of most California Pinot Noirs is there's a ton of Chardonnay in there, or Syrah in there. And uh, there's also, some people use uh, a Bernarda. Muscatel. Yeah. It's, oh, no, wait, that's Sanford and Sanford. I know. It's, so it's, this, is, this is a classical Pinot Noir. I really enjoyed this. The color is slightly translucent ruby. Or actually, not even slightly. I can I can read through this. This is yeah. this is translucent, uh, and that's a good way to tell it's actually Pinot Noir. It's not over extracted. Uh, it's got the right color. It's that's a little. It's a little. Uh, it's a little more ruby than uh, than some are. But so I guess that's more time on on Lee's. Uh, the nose, black tea and black cherry. There's a little bit of vanilla coming out. Some more red berries. Um, the, and there's a, a hint of like some say uh, it's like a saline quality, almost like a a little bit of uh, um, a, a little sanguine quality to it. It reminds me of Pomard. I wonder what clones they're using for the the P- Pinot Noir. That mm. I couldn't tell you. Mm. On the palate, the fruit is there. It's got an earthiness, and there's a long savory finish to it. And there that that saline kind of sanguine quality just just totally reminds me of pomard the finish is medium um i i think i enjoyed this one a lot more than you guys did maury well i think that you hit the nail on the head with regard to the description i agree with the bright cherry on the nose um and the tea i really i thought the nose was classic California Pinot Noir. It was just uh, really. It, it actually reminds me more French than, than it does California because the the Pinot Noirs I've been tasting from California lately, especially at this price point, they're fruit bombs and they shouldn't be. Well, this is not a fruit bomb. No, this is. I liked this, it. I yes. thought it was what a classic Pinot should taste like. And 100%. you're right that yeah. there are some that are coming out that are over extracted. Well, the most fruit bombs. The, the most popular Pinot Noirs in the country are just jammy, and they yeah. shouldn't be. Yeah, this is what it. Correct. When I, I'm with Maury. When I say Pinot, this, this is what is, I'm thinking of. I'm thinking. Yeah, 
I'm not and thinking I'm not a of huge the other fan yeah, of old yeah. world Pinot as much as I am of domestic Pinot. I, I, to me, well, it, this doesn't is have, what, it doesn't have that funkiness. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but this is a classic new world Pinot, and mm. and what I would consider classic style. Yeah, more of the old school style. Yeah, yeah. So I liked it a lot. Um, I, I didn't. The only thing I slightly disagree with, I thought the finish was a little bit more medium. I loved the mouthfeel. I thought it was very pleasant. It had uh, nice uh, balance to it, earth tones and red fruit. Uh, I, I thought it was very well made. I was really pleasantly surprised. What did you think, Justin? I think it was a really approachable wine and uh, definitely got some fruit and wood notes and it was like a memory from childhood. Remember in Cub Scouts, we made those little carts that go down a track. Pinewood Derby. Sh- Pinewood yes. Derby, yeah. So it's, there's a note of those fresh shaved Pinewood Derby cars in there, which is just fun. Justin, this is you. We know you just stuck wheels on the block. You didn't shape anything. You, it, yours was a cube and had wheels on it. We know. Well, I did have help from dad, but you know, we we did sandpaper the thing. Yeah, dad sandpapered it so it was smooth. <laughs> a smooth cube. It looked like a Borg trying to absorb all the other cars. I was the <laughs> second to the slowest one in that in that race, I'll tell you that. Big I'm, shock. I'm surprised. That's shocking. Big shock. We, we're we pretty sure you were the second to slowest, but how fast <laughs> did your car go? Exactly. But it was really fun wine. Now, this is this is a really lovely Pinot, and I'm, I'm with Maury. It's, 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 when I think of a California Pinot, this is what I think of. I don't think of the newer style that seems to be more prevalent. This is what I think. And it, it's lovely. Again, uh, I'm with Harm. There's a, a black tea. Lots of black cherry. Um, it's got some fruitiness, but not like the newer style. You know, it's it's. I would more, like some salmon, please. Yeah, it would mm-hmm. be real salmon. Yeah, it would be yeah. fabulous. It's got a it's got a light dustiness Duck. on the palate, and you pick Duck up that minerality. <laughs> and there's a slight, just a slight bit of salinity in that dustiness at the end. So, I mean, overall, an excellent wine. I thought it was really lovely. So we're going to be rating that. A well-deserved three sips. Interesting. So let's have Maury tell us about our next winery. Thank you, Bob. Uh, Gerard was established in 1975 in Calistoga between Vaca and Mayakamas mountain ranges. With relationships built with growers over decades, they source fruit from family growers all over the Napa Valley, including Rutherford, Diamond Mountain, Oakville, St. Helena, Calistoga, Yontville, Howell Mountain, Mount Veter, and Atlas Peak. That's a lot of places. A lot of famous places. Yes. At the forefront of science and sustainability, they practice nitrogen capture and utilize 95% of solar energy. They also practice water and energy conservation techniques at the winery. They also innovate through the selected use of hybrid barrels made of one-third French, American, and Hungarian oak. I don't think I've seen too many of them. Uh, winemaker Glenn Hugo focuses on small wine lots, and each lot independently is sorted and custom fermented to fully maximize the potential of the fruit while maintaining the balance. So the first wine we have from Gerard is the Gerard Petit Syrah 2018 Napa Valley. Comes in at 14.5% ABV. It is 90% Petit Syrah with 10% Zinfandel. The fruit for the Petit Syrah was sourced from the old vine plantings in the Calistoga and Pope Valley areas of Napa Valley. 
So this is a really neat wine. Uh, it's uh, got a very deep garnet color. On the nose, there's definitely cedar and plum, a little bit of red currant. Um, and then there's definitely some dusty earthiness and, and a hint of tobacco. On the palate, it's got some really nice, dense flavors. It's definitely not jammy, but you get some blackberry preserve. You get a hint of vanilla, some dried herbs. Uh, it's got a really interesting palate. You can definitely get a, a little bit of vanilla and some oak, um, a hint of barrel. And then the finish, I would say, is dry and medium long. Very nice wine. Um, I think it's they did a really nice job with this. Justin, what do you think? I really enjoyed this. I appreciate the fact that they minimize their carbon footprint and make a really quality expression. The finish was the standout for me. Um, just like rich and sweet and woody. I really liked it. What'd you think, Bob? I think it's an excellent representation of a good petite Syrah. Um, it's got a really lovely nose. It's it for me. It goes back and forth between fruity and earthy. Um, but it's got a nice balance. It's yeah. not definitely not no, jammy. No, no, it's not. It's definitely not. not over that's what I'm saying. It's not too much of either. As you know, as as it sits there in the glass and gets a little more air, the earthiness is coming out a little bit more in my nose. But on the palate, it's. Uh, mm. I get blackberries and raspberries. I get you know berry fruit. Um, it's got a really nice mouthfeel to it. It's got a little bit of chewiness up front. You know, it's got a nice, it's got a nice mouthfeel. It's got a nice texture. Well-made wine. My yeah. only qualm is it doesn't have enough pepper for me. I, I expect a little more pepper from Petit Syrah. This is on the furrier side. I have no other qualms with it. I think this is very well-made. This just, it's the, the texture is so good. This is just mouth yeah, It's got a great mouthfeel. That's yeah. that's the thing that I really picked up on it. I mean, for a petite Syrah, it really coats the whole front of your mouth so well. And as it's gotten more air in the glass, it's, it's getting better. I would suggest uh, if you have a, an aerator, aerate this one. Rather than just pour and drink. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it would benefit for some air. No question. Well, we're going to be rating the Girard Petite Syrah 2018, a well-deserved three sips. So that takes us to our next wine, which is also from Girard, which is the Girard Old Vines and Fidel Napa Valley 2018. It's 15% ABV, 90% Zinfandel, 9% uh, Petit 1% Grenache. Sourced from select vineyards, including Morgan Vineyard in the southeastern area of Napa Valley, where the cooler climate affords grapes, uh, brisk acidity, and bright fruit flavors. And the Godward Vineyard in Calistoga, which is, plant is planted with the older vines. So... On the color, it's got a nice ruby to it. Nice, dense color. Um, on the nose, it's it's very, very... I, I get a, a, a nice hint of pepper that as it sits there and gets air. I'm getting more and more of the pepper on it. Um, but there's also... Uh, I'm getting a blackberry. I'm getting a raspberry... Pepper definitely came out late. I didn't yeah. really get the pepper up front. No, when, when we first opened it. it up, I got I was I was looking at the vintner's notes and I'm like, you know, they're saying pepper. I'm not getting any on the nose. I get it on the palate, but nothing on the nose. But as it as no, the it air hits it, it's definitely coming up. And I got 
there's a sort of floral note to it, but that was much more strong when we first opened the bottle. That's blown off a little bit. But on the palate, mm, on the palate, I get uh, dark cherries. It's the the pepper is is definitely there. It's got a really good mouthfeel to it. It's got a nice tannin. It's got a nice bottom note in the bottom palate. Um, you know, a classic old vines in. Um, really enjoying this one. What do you think, Maury? Yeah, I happen to really like Zen. I, I think a lot of people are just uh, not really familiar with Zen, so I really appreciated this wine. I agree with everything you said. I thought the the, the color is just dink, deep and dense, and um, I agree with everything you said about the nose. It has a beautiful mouthfeel. Um, the pepper definitely came out with a little air on the nose. Um, I thought the finish was medium to long. I, I just thought it was a really well-done Zinfandel, and... Um, I just I can't say enough. The, good the about older it. the vines, though, it changes the character of the wine. You know, when you get something that's a it's a newer vineyard with Zin, it's still an excellent wine, but it's a different character. I agree. I definitely like some old old vines when it comes to Zin, and uh, like I said, they they just really, I think they nailed it. What do you think? I disagree Art? with you guys so much. Well, that's this is usual. This, this this wine to me was a disappointment. I yeah, was expecting more. Well, you know, that's just like. Uh, we were expecting opinion, you more out of you too. I know. <laughs> hey, I told you, I already warned you. I'm in a mood. Uh, I'm expecting from Zinfandel from this area a little more blue fruit. I don't get any blueberry. I don't get any uh, plum. This is this is blackberry. Violet, raspberry. you're turning violet. Yes, all right. Uh, what did, what was your name? Veruca Salt. Veruca Salt. Veruca Salt. Yeah. Great band too. And, uh, and Violet Beauregard. Yeah. Anyway. This just, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just not doing it for me. This wine is, it's an okay zin. It's just not what I expected. I really was looking for more, especially based on that uh, that Pinot Noir we just had. I was, I was expecting more from this wine. Go home, go back to bed, and wake up on the other side, and I think you'll appreciate this mm -hmm. wine more. Yeah. What did you so think, that, Justin? This really reminded me of like some of the younger French table wines that I've had. I know it's from the Valley, but it doesn't taste like it's from the Valley, but it's pretty good. The baking spice is pretty cool. Um, the finish is like fruit forward and uh, it's got like a nice lemony zest to it. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. I, I don't know what wine he was drinking. No. Oh my. I mean, there's a little bit of good acidity there, but it's balanced it's 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 i wouldn't call it a lemony zest i just this there's i don't know sorry i have to disagree with you guys we're used to it at this point so <laughs> nothing new to I nothing new to anybody at the table here <laughs> well in spite of him we're going to rate the uh gerard old vine zinfandel napa valley 2018 i think a well-deserved Four sips. That's classified. Oh, my God. Uh, please hold the comments from the peanut gallery. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Maury, tell us about our last wine. Or, no, our next to last wine from Gerard. I'd be happy to. Thank you, Bob. Uh, the next wine is the Gerard Cabernet Sauvignon Napa Valley 2018. It comes in at 14.5% ABV. It is composed of 81% Cabernet Sauvignon, 4% Cab Franc, 4% Merlot. 7% Petit Verdot, and 4% Malbec. 
Uh, this is a cool wine. It's got a really deep, dark, brooding uh, burgundy color. Uh, on the nose, tart cherry seems to over overwhelm, along with some red berry, a little bit of cocoa and black plum. It's got a really nice nose. Uh, on the mouth, beautiful texture, beautiful mouthfeel. It's definitely got a little bit of raspberry jam, some minerality, hint of vanilla. I think it's a beautifully made classic Napa Cab. I think they did a nice job of keeping from getting it over jammy and over extracted. I found that my only the only criticism I could make is I thought the finish was a little too short for me. I would have liked to see the finish a little bit longer. But other than that, uh, a very well made wine with uh, with no flaws. Harm, I I actually agree with you. Um, I know what's going <laughs> That's on. It's a here. shock. Yeah. Now I wasn't expecting to agree with you on anything today. Uh, the color was an opaque ruby with a violet rim, red berry, tart cherry, just like you said. I'm getting uh, cocoa here. Cocoa and almost like a hint of sandalwood now that it's opened up a little bit more. Um, I didn't enjoy this wine at first, but now the texture has gotten better as it's, as it's sitting in my glass. Uh, the, the tannins are a little bit drying. The The nose is, I just that I come back to that cocoa on the, on the berry. It's, that's really pleasant. Mm. It's it's got good tannin, good grip, but not overly overly done. I mean, this wine we don't, we don't talk about cost. This wine for the price point, it's like under thirty bucks, I guess. This is a great great effort for that. Mm. Yeah, I think if you're going to talk value, you can't argue with the value. It's a great value. What do you think, Jason? This expression had great mouthfeel to it i love to try it with something fatty ribeye yeah ribeye <laughs> how about a mirror <laughs> i was just gonna say why don't you just yeah. try it with harm yeah right i've gained weight thanks thanks yeah. for noticing guys yeah. appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got something fatty for you <laughs> oh good <laughs> lord <laughs> yeah this is a fun wine well, it's supposed to be fun. It's wine. You know, that's the point. If it wasn't fun, I wouldn't drink it. But a bad wine is a trial. A good wine is a party. Yeah, it's this is lovely. It's there's just tart berries. A little bit of uh a little bit of cherry, like uh slightly underripe cherry. Um the cocoa is definitely the longer this sits in the glass, the more that comes out. And it's, you know, it's more of a, I don't know if it's, it's not like it's a straight cocoa. It's, it's more like a chocolate milk. It doesn't have that, that, uh, bitterness that you get with a, with a cocoa. Um, and yeah, definitely like a little bit of tropical fruit at the very tip. I didn't get the cocoa on the palate. I only got it on the nose. No, I don't get it on the palate at all. I just only, I get it on the nose and then on the palate. Hold on. Hmm. It's got a beautiful mouthfeel. It's very coating, especially on the bottom part of the palate. Um, it's got a really good texture. It's got a little bit of a jamminess to it, but not overly done, not overly sweet. It's got a really nice uh, a dusty earth minerality to it. I'm coming back to it now. You're, you're, I, I don't think I don't feel this is that dusty. This is more silky to me. 
And no. now as I come back to it, there's a... When I say dusty, it's not overpowering. It's yeah. just, it's one of the notes that's in there. I mean, overall, yeah, silky is what it is. Um, but it's got it's got that little bit of minerality to it, a little bit of uh, crushed stone, a little bit of just a slight bit of selenium at the bottom of the palate, around the bottom of the teeth. Uh, overall, I mean, a really well-made wine. And we'll be back. Hey, and we're back, and we're still discussing the Girard Cabernet Sauvignon Napa Valley 2018. Um, let me grab my glass again. Really, really lovely wine. Um, like I said, there's a minerality to it, but it's not overpowering. Like you said, it's it's more. It's got a rich. It's got a silky flavor in the mouth. It's it's got it. It's really coats really well. I f- I figure this wine could use a little more acidity for me. Mm. to make it better but you know fair point it yeah it, it is what it is and it's it's enjoyable yeah if you could turn the acidity up one quick i think then you know then you might have something there but other than that i really can't point to any flaws in it i mean it's extremely well made delicious wine so um we're going to be rating the gerard uh, the gerard cabernet sauvignon napa valley 2018 a well-deserved four sips that's classified so let's go on to our last wine from Gerard, and we're going to have Harm tell us about that one. Why, thank you, Bob. You're really, welcome. Uh, with this wine is what's number six? Yes. Gerard Artistry, Napa Valley, 2019. Uh, this is a Bordeaux-style blend. It's 14.9% ABV, 89%, uh, sorry, 69% Cabernet Sauvignon, 13% Merlot, 9% Malbec, 6% Cabernet Franc, 3% Petit Verdot. And a partridge and a pear tree. Those are the five classic grapes from Bordeaux that are, that are acceptable varietals there in Bordeaux. So this is uh, all sourced from St. Helena, Oakville, Diamond Mountain, and the Pope Valley for their fruit and integrated tannins. That's where they... Uh, uh, but that says the Merlots from Yontville and Rutherford and, Cab- and the Cabernet Franc and the Petit Verdot from Pope Valley. Helps the Malbec, you read. The Malbec from Yontville. I don't want to read this. Your notes mean nothing to me. Uh, intense, opaque garnet, uh, violet rim. It's very young. Uh, the nose is all about crushed berries. Uh, there's mocha. There's good minerality. In fact, I want to pour this out and do this aerated. Can I get the aerator? Yeah. Where's that? It's right in front of you, knucklehead. Where's the artistry? There's the artistry. Yeah. I'm going to. I think this one we, it did not get enough time in the glass for me, and let's go put this to the venturi. I don't know. You're only an hour and a half late. It should have plenty of time in the glass. Yeah, I don't know. This, this, no, this wine has got stuffing in it. This has got some. This is built with a lot more structure than that cabernet. This is what that cabernet. This well, is what was missing. From that Harm cabernet. has stuffing in him too because we've been saying for years he's full of something. <laughs> wow. It's almost. Kirsch on the on the palate, tons of mocha. There's great minerality here, uh, wonderful grip. A little bit of graphite. Uh, the this is the acidity that was missing in that cab is here. Yeah, I've got I've yeah, got that. The acidity now. is up on this one definitely. The toasty oak and and balanced uh, with baking spices, and I get some violets on the nose as well. And uh, wow. This is the wine I was looking for from these guys. 
I think this is a much better effort than the Zin or the Cab. Um, this one could go for a few years. I mean, the acidity's yeah. there, the tannins there. I'm sure this is also a different price point too. Oh, sure. You get you get that pencil lead note, that graphite, that the mocha. This is this is a beautiful Bordeaux style blend that I would just love to have on the table at home. With a this is the one I want with a steak. This is it. Justin, what do you think? Everything Harm said, but um, I noticed the nice Graham cracker note in the nose that was fun and a real contrast to the palate. I didn't get that sweetness. You got graham cracker? So you want yeah. a, so you want a steak with this? Is that what you're saying? I always want a steak with everything. I call this turf and turf. <laughs> and a 24-ounce porterhouse. Also, whiskey and a cigar. I'm going to consume all of this at the same time because I am a free American. There you go. You say free America? <laughs> free American. Free American. Yeah. Sound like you said America. Yeah. He was already drunk. Yeah. Yeah. It's a porterhouse, a ribeye, whiskey, and a cigar. Yeah. You know yeah, that, yeah. Uh, what's his name again? Ron Swanson. No, not the character, the actual, uh, the, the comedian. Nick Offerman. Offerman. His Lagavulin this fantastic. year is so yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> they they put his face on Lagavulin's six, uh, 11-year-old, and they did it in, in uh, Guinness barrels, the finish. Well, I saw an wow. interview with him one, one time, and he said, he says, I never, he says, if I go into a restaurant, he says, I never have to pay for a meal because somebody <laughs> always sends me a steak. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a rough problem to have, buddy. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, buy him a scotch, too. But anyway. Uh, Send him a bottle of this artistry. We, we went off on a little bit a tangent there. Sorry. <laughs> Our love of meat shows through. What can I say? Bring us some fresh wine. No more of this old stuff. Yeah. So what did you think, Justin? So I really liked the, um, the palate on this. I thought it was like really rich and balanced. More fruity than tannic or woody. Um, I wish no, the it's got tons of tannin, dude. I just oh, yeah. think it's balanced. Yeah, it's I, it, it, the, the tannins. The, the acidity, there. the acidity is carrying that tannin. Yeah, so you're not getting too dry, and it's just great. Yeah, you can feel the tannin down on your teeth, down low. Yeah, but it's oh, my not, tongue is all puckered up. But it's not, you know, blindingly astringent because the acidity is offsetting. I, this is this is a lovely one. It's gotten much better in the glass. Yeah, it was delicious. Did when you we try aerated? Here, take the aerator. Do this. All right. I'll take the aerator. If one must. Let me give you the bucket. Well, I you, know. Sacrilege. Pouring wine you out. You could just drink it and then pour some more. That's what I we generally do. We have another wine show to record, and we need to you know, let him drive home. Ah, driving's overrated. Yeah. You feel better I guess now? it's going to be an Uber. Right, it's going to be an okay. Uber kind of show. Now pour your wine. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey. Flush. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, uh, honestly, the air that it had from being in the glass for an hour was comparable to the aerator. The aerator gave it an hour's worth of uh, aeration. Um, I think it's delicious. I think uh, I would agree with everything that's been said. It's balanced. It's well made. Uh, the tannins are there, but they're well integrated and well balanced. Uh, it's really just extremely well done. I, I wasn't sure right when it came out of the bottle it was good, but it's really there's no question now it's it's got a really purple inky color to it um i love this wine and i think uh it's it's a it's a big step up and honestly for the price i think it's uh i think it's a great value it's not much more than their other wines and yeah. this, this one is this is where it's at 
Well, and that's the thing. All, all the wines we've had from Gerard have been really great, especially considering the money. I mean, that's all the wines we've had so far, even the ones from Nielsen. I mean, I, you know, I still go back to really great value. Pour some more right now. Yeah, I mean, just really it's great so value good. for the for the money. I mean, it's it's easy to find a five if you throw enough money at it. You know, That's but right. finding a, a you know a, a three or a four for something that you can afford is very difficult. You know, it's especially finding you know well, a four actually, pushing these guys a five. Are in the sweet spot, they're yeah. in the thirty dollar yeah. sub thirty, except for this artistry. I think we're closer to fifty here, but um, we're, we're not we're not drinking value priced wines today. We're no. not under the ten dollars. No, range. no, really. not by no Which means. Is, then now you're now you're digging yeah. deep to find stuff. But yeah, I mean, value for the dollar absolutely there i mean it's just come back to that chardonnay the, yeah. uh, that beautiful acidity yeah this has just got it's just berries and berries and berries on the nose and and it's got a lovely right. minerality to it and it's so well balanced the tannin the acidity mm. really what more can you say um we're going to be rating the uh, gerard artistry napa valley cabernet a well-deserved four sips. So let's move on to our last line of the show. And that is the Dow Family Estates uh, is a family-owned and operated winery. They're situated on a 212-acre hilltop estate in the Adelaide District of Paso Robles. Their geology, favorable microclimate, and high elevation were once described by renowned uh, uh, California winemaker, Andre Chelyshev as a jewel of ecological elements. Dow's goal is to make uh, unique fine wines that honestly and accurately reflect the potential of the estate and to craft Bordeaux-style wines that combine old-world tradition with New World techniques. So we've done several of theirs on a past episode. These guys elevated what was coming out of Paso Robles. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, 30 years ago, what was coming out of Paso, 20, 30 years ago, was just not Dreck, Dreck but yeah. it was they were struggling. Yeah. These guys brought it to They came in and, and put it on the map, yeah. as they say. Um, and this is the Dow Soul of a Lion Paso Robles Cabernet Sauvignon 2018. It's 14 14.7% ABV. It's 75% Cab, 15% Cabernet Franc, 10% Petit Verdot. It's aged for 22 months and 100% new French oak. The soul and of you lion. can tell. Yeah. The soul of a lion is named for George and Daniel Dow's father, an enduring symbol of strength and courage in their lives. First released in 2010, soul of a lion established Paso Robles as a rising star for world-class Cabernet Sauvignon. 2018 saw a good amount of rain on Dow Mountain, which later gave which gave a later bud break in April. The weather remained steady uh, from spring through June with a short heat wave followed by a cooling trend for the rest of the season, which prolonged the hanging time for the latest harvest ever on the mountain all the way up into the third week of October. The long, heavy hang time yielded a deep color and concentration and dense wine. So, again, beautiful, beautiful, just inky color. I mean, absolutely lovely color on this. Um, this is an opaque purple it's inky, like yeah. black like my heart. If you had one, yeah. Well, there's a little bit of red there because I, I do still use blood. Yeah, but you not can, motor oil. You That's consume debatable. it. You don't. You don't use it. You consume it. That's how your people survive. <laughs> so, but on the nose, it's just oh my gosh. 
it's just flowers, violets, um, more and more flowers, more and more flowers on the palette. Mm. The palette, there's just, there's berries and berries. I'm getting blueberry in there. I'm getting plum in there. I'm getting cherry in there. Get a little bit of chocolate and a really just a dense mineral flavor to this. Um, a slight bit of salinity, but mostly uh, crusty, uh, dusty stone. It's got a beautiful integrated palette. The uh, the tannins play off the acid very, very well. Um, it's a fantastic wine. I mean, absolutely fantastic wine. What do you think, Maury? I agree, Bob. I think uh, this is head and shoulders above the rest. It's also... Uh, <laughs> the price point is three times. It's three <laughs> times yeah. what we've been drinking. But yeah. that being said, so I'm not sure it's a fair comparison. Yeah. Uh, but looking at it in and of itself, just for what it is, I agree with everything you said. I think it's extremely well made. It's incredibly well balanced. It's got layers upon layers of flavor and fruit and um, you know, this dark cherry and minerality. I, I, I just the think longer it's a it sits in the glass, the the better it gets. Yeah, it just fact, it just more and more, more layers like come out. <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. It's really it's got a beautiful finish. Uh, it too is a step up from even the other Dows we had, which yeah. were very very and, good. And we and we loved all of those. You hey, know, you know what? I, mean, I I hosted a a private dinner party. I'm doing I'm not doing stuff in the store as much because of COVID, but. Every gets tested. I go there and I, I pour wine. I did a wine and whiskey event for eight couples in you know suburban hell in Florida and uh, last week. And let me tell you, I I, I came out with the Dow, uh, just the reserve cab, which we've reviewed on this show. Fantastic, but this is head and shoulders above that too. These guys make great wine. Well, that's when this release came out. That's why I reached out to the company and said, you know, hey, we really enjoyed the last stuff. Is there any way we could get a sample of this one? So they were very kind to, to send it to us. And thank you very much because it's great. What do you think, Justin? I think this is a really pleasant, complex, approachable, and excellent wine. I'm pretty impressed with it. That's twice as many words as he uses when he does whiskey shows. I think we're turning him. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, this is really really nice. Oh God, I just keep smelling. I could. This is one of those wines you could just smell all night. You know, pour this in your glass. What I would do is I would buy the buy the wine at my store because you'll pay half the price at a restaurant. Pay the twenty dollar corkage fee when you get there. Bring your aerator with you. Have them pour through the aerator into the decanter. Order your appetizers. By the time your entree comes out, this is perfect. They'll give it two hours basically. A uh, holy. I'm not going to swear. This is good. Oh, my God. But, you know, you're spending the money for it, too. We're, we're almost at $200 for this bottle. And literally, I think at Capital Grill the other day I was there, this is $450 on their menu. Oh, my. Yeah. So. Wine is sunlight held together by water. It's not a, it's not a show unless we have Hans Gruber on. Right. Yeah. Just like it it's just not Christmas without them either. It keeps getting better. So what you'll notice with Paso Robles tannins, these are not the silky, almost not their tannins from Napa Valley. This is no, this they still have, got some. They have there. a mineral edge to them. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a it's a different soil, different climate. So 
but absolutely lovely wine. Um, hopefully, hopefully they'll share this with us again next year when the next release comes out. So, um, mm. but yeah, overall fantastic. So we're going to be rating the uh, Dow Solvalion Paso Robles Cabernet Sauvignon 2018 a well-deserved oh my five cents. Frankly, I've had wines twice this price that don't taste this good. Oh, yeah. I've had plenty twice this price. Yeah. I've, had, I've had plenty more than twice this price. Price don't is don't not be a, bragging, Bob. Pricer is not an indication. I don't pay for those wines. I drink them. <laughs> yeah, I know you don't. <laughs> I mean, I get first. I first off, I, I get wholesale on them. But, you know, usually people buy me the wine. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I want to thank our co-hosts for joining us today. Thank you, Harm, for eventually showing up. Look, dude, I was in a bad mood when I got here because of you. and um, <laughs> Because I made you show up. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. And thank you, Maury. Thank you, Bob. Another delicious day in the basement. Um, I just wonder if you have a little foot rinse because I've got a few wine skins between my toes. And thank you, Justin. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. Well... This for sip subs and uh, for sip suds and smokes. This is Made Man Bob. We want to thank you for joining us. Remember, life is too short to drink bad wine, and fortunately, that wasn't a problem today. Not a single bad wine today. No, not one. No, no. That's that's fine. Just just heap the praise upon the guy who gets the wine. Well done, come Bob. On, come on, come on. Bob needs an extra producer credit for this show, Mike. You want to talk to him? Come on, come on. Yeah. Do you need a raise, Bob? Is that what you're looking for? All right, all right. <laughs> Just say the right thing. Say the thing I want you to say. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap. Just tap it in. The subscribe button. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, Uncle Larry, or whoever it is that talks to you on your phone, Play podcast, Sip Suds and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram with our handle at sipsudsandsmokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands, millions, and millions of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor. Take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Come back, join us for another episode, and keep on sipping. This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.